Are you ready to go off script? Let's see how the Bible challenges the roles the world has written for us. Welcome to our series on answering your questions and responding to some of your comments. We've been saving these up for some time now, and over the next few weeks, we'll address a number of them. We've decided to do these in individual episodes, so if you're not interested in the topic, you can just skip it and listen to the ones that matter to you. As a result, these are each significantly shorter than our typical off-script episodes. First up is a statement someone made on an old episode. In Offscript episode 16, Christians Discussing Politics, we cited John Zmirak's comment that he made on Unbelievable, a Christian talk radio show in London, as an example of inappropriate Christian discourse. Zmirak said, quote, I would vote for a dead moose strapped to the hood of a car in order to stop Hillary Clinton or really any of the Democrats in America because their policies are fundamentally incompatible with Christianity and really just with human decency, end quote. So in the episode, we responded to his quote in a a series of other comments we were making about how Christians need to be respectful when they engage in political discussion. However, we received a comment by someone named Levi saying, quote, a dead moose would in fact be less threatening to freedom of religion, the lives of the unborn, the sexual purity of our young people etc., etc., etc. The left is an atheistic, perverted agenda, and the truth is the facts are such that no disciple of Christ should ever countenance, no less support their godless agenda. Here is our response to Levi's comment. I realize that wasn't a question, but it really does prompt a response. So Rose is going to take the lead on this particular episode. Here now is Offscript, episode 42, Hillary Clinton, A Dead Moose, and Christians Discussing Politics. All right, so to start out today, we're going to address a comment made way back in Offscript episode 16, entitled Christians Discussing Politics. And this is before the 2016 election. We were commenting on how, how people discuss politics in public space or in, on social media or in interviews, whatever, and how shrill the pitch had gotten and the tone and what the Christian position should be. And then after we had made that episode, Donald Trump got elected. And then after that, about a year later, we got this comment. So the most um, colorful comment of all the ones that we will be responding to today (laughs) is from Levi. Uh, Levi is uh, referring to a, a particular part of the discussion that we had been having last year, but Levi says, a dead moose would in fact be less threatening to freedom of religion, the lives of the unborn, the sexual purity of our young people, etc., etc., etc. The left is an atheistic, perverted agenda, and the truth is, the facts are such that no disciple of Christ should ever countenance, no less support their godless agenda. So in this episode, we had been referring to a particular comment from John Zmirak in which he said that he would sooner vote for a dead moose than for Hillary Clinton or any of the Democrats because their policies are incompatible with Christianity and human decency. 
in this original podcast, our point was not uh, to discuss our political positions. It was not to endorse a candidate. It was not to take the Christian platform or political position. It was guardrails for having conversation about politics and even about anything in a Christian kind of way that represented our faith and the the genuine respect we should have for for anyone really with whom we would engage in conversation. Um, so I'm going to step even out of the political arena and um, address uh, this sort of speech and really challenge people who hold similar positions and express themselves in such a way to take a higher stance on communication and conduct. So in, uh, James 3 is the typical chapter to go to in terms of speaking about use of the tongue. Uh, and speaking of the tongue, James says, With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Here we have the idea that God has created our tongue to be used for his glory, and our tongue is consecrated to God. With it, we are supposed to be blessing our Lord and Father. And the idea is that if we also employ our tongue to curse men uh, for whatever reasons, we have polluted um, our tongue, and the use of it for, for blessing God doesn't have the same effect because we have used it incorrectly in regards to our fellow man. And, and this goes for either side. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And much more than politics. In right. any, sort of, any sort of disagreement where you would disagree with someone um, or be very upset with someone's standpoint, it's still important to treat them with respect. And James here even goes back to the fact that people are made in the likeness of God. That alone should um, raise such respect in you that you do not curse. Yeah. I think there are two, two ways to go here. I mean, there's destructive disagreement and there's constructive disagreement and he uh, he uh levi and uh john smirak are throwing down on the destructive side they're trying to tear down with their words any any thought of voting for a particular candidate and and then on the other side a constructive way of of making the same point would be to actually give the incompatibilities explain enumerate the incompatibilities between uh, Hillary Clinton. Well, actually, he didn't. He wasn't just talking about Hillary Clinton. All the Democrats. Mm-hmm. He just lumped them all in. Okay, so give examples or or cite cite the facts. You know, what are the Democratic policies that defy Christianity and defy human decency? Okay, because that's really what matters. Not your vitriolic, very emotional speech comparing. Uh, a human being to a dead animal. I mean, that's just disrespectful. Okay, and 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 then so on the other side too. If you wanna if you wanna argue against a Republican or Republicans and say that they are against Christianity and against human decency, all right. Well, that's your that's your opinion. That's a bald statement. So let's get let's enumerate the specifics here and let's have the conversation about the specifics because then it's constructive. We're actually learning something. We're Disabusing ourselves of false notions where we're, we're deceived because it's so e- we're all so easily deceived when it comes to politics because mm-hmm. there's just so much spin floating around. 
It's hard to get good information. We've got fake news and everything else. So, you know, I, I would say that, that, yeah, let's have the conversation, but let's do it in a respectful and constructive manner. Mm-hmm. And it's hyperbole, and we've come to love hyperbole, and it's really just the absurdity of the statement that, I mean, even for us, even though we... Um feel compelled that we shouldn't speak in such ways about people like obviously uh you know we had to laugh a little bit um when you're talking about a dead moose but i do believe that the higher calling here um above making your point in in such a heavy-handed sort of way we have to surrender our tongue and our conduct and everything that we say to the glory of god also especially in talking about the way christians are supposed to act and conduct themselves among non-believers in colossians Four, Paul says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Um, so here, your um, heavy, your abrasive, um, your opinionated, or your disrespectful speech needs to be set aside in order to maintain the integrity of your Christian testimony and to represent Christ in such a way that they can't point at you um, and to, you know, smearing things that you have said about other people and say, I think that's inconsistent with your, uh, with your Christian testimony, to be consistent so that you are essentially blameless and in so doing to represent Christ in a strong and holistic way. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying there is clearly the, the way the Bible teaches Christians to speak. The problem is, as Christians, we don't follow the Bible. We just, like, do whatever our culture does, Yeah, and that needs to change. You know, if you want to be a Christian, you should be a biblical Christian and not just somebody who says, oh, Jesus died for me, so now I can use hyperbole and be disrespectful. That's not what he died for you for. Right. He died for you so that you could follow him, that you could you could live like him. Now, as far as this whole issue of incompatibility of political parties goes, that is not even a good argument either. Because I would guess that anyone, well, maybe not anyone, but most people would disagree with at least something in either of the only two political parties in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, surely there's something that if you vote Republican, that the Republicans do or say that you're against. Surely if you vote for the Democrat candidate, Democratic candidate, there's something that they say or do that you're against, right? I mean, very rarely are you going to find a candidate or a party that agrees with everything you think is right, mm-hmm. all right? So finding an inconsistency is, is not even a defeater to voting for a candidate. This really gets into the whole question of, well, should you be voting for a candidate if they disagree? That's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to say yes. Some people are going to say no. Some people are going to say the lesser of two evils. And other people are going to say, well, why am I choosing evil at all? And, you know, that's a a genuine conversation that, you know, somebody has to have and figure out for themselves. I think Levi also seems to forget that Jesus was a leftist more than, (laughs) not, not a leftist, but he was persecuted by the state. He taught that you're supposed to love your enemies, that you're supposed to help the poor. He hung out with the dregs of society, with prostitutes and sinners and tax collectors. He was very much involved in society as, as it is, like, and, and helping people. And if you're going to paint in broad strokes like Levi is doing here, I think this attitude that uh, Levi seems to have in this comment um, is sort of flies in the face of, of how Christ would, well, how he would interact with with people. I don't think I don't think you would see Christ judging a, a large swath of people as as godless, and we must um, fight against them and their agenda at all costs. He would he would sit down and have a conversation with with somebody and 
try to get to the heart of, 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 of the issue and talk and have a dialogue. And he wouldn't just out of hand dismiss a, a large group of people with, you know, with such vitriol. So it troubles me that you're invoke that he's invoking disciple of Christ in the same breath as he's dismissing an entire swath of, of people. People are more than the sum of their politics. They're individuals. They have different stances on different things. It doesn't matter if they're registered Democratic or Republican. People are people. And in political conversation, you have to engage with people where they're at with what they think versus what you think. Dismissing them doesn't, as Sean said in, in, in your comment, dismissing people out of hand doesn't, it's not, it's not constructive at all. And as Christians, to Rose's point, as Christians, we really need to take the time to if we're going to have political discussions to engage as opposed to dismiss. The larger idea here also is that our primary allegiance is to the kingdom of God above taking a political stance um, in the country in which we are. Um, I think it is important to engage and it is important um, to know what's going on and to have concern for your community and for your nation. But we know that the kingdoms of this world will one day become the kingdom of our God in First John, John writes, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So to get so invested in the things of this world, even, um, even if you believe you know, certain people are causing harm, it's important um, to have the broader view of the kingdom in mind, to look forward to that, understand that these battles that we face that might seem so major on the political front today in 2017, 2018, this is temporary. In the meantime, we should conduct ourselves as kingdom citizens, follow the example of Christ, and, um, and be ambassadors of him in a world that needs to see him. Well, I hope you found our comments there helpful. If you want to listen to the episode that this comment came from, just go ahead and check out episode 16, Christians Discussing Politics, or any number of other posts on how Christians should think politically. I have included a link in the show notes to this episode. Stay tuned for next time where we respond to a question brought in by Zach on whether or not Christians should use non-lethal violence to protect others. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you next time as we seek to get off the world's script and live out authentic Christianity.